going it's your old pal jamesy poopoos and this is the danger hour it's kind of uh been a while but here we are reunited and it feels so good i bet you didn't know i was a singer <clears throat> uh yeah here we are again um i've tried to start picking up this show and doing it more often like i used to back in the day but uh, alas i have failed once again at something that I set out to do. You know, it's these stupid, the stupid kids and the wife, they just get in the way. I was totally fine until they came around. Had to ruin everything. Their fucking needs of love and support. Ah! <laughs> uh, you know, there's really nothing better than being a lone wolf. Drifting through life. Only worrying about yourself. And brooding in the shadows. You don't mean that, James. I mean, if you brood in the shadows... But who would listen to your bullshit? Yeah, that's a good point. I do have the, the need to be listened to. I don't know why. Did my daddy not pay enough attention to me as a kid? Perhaps. Is it because my mother frequently beat me when I was a child? Maybe. Or is it because my priest sexually abused me throughout my uh, childhood years? I don't know. I can't be sure. But all I do know is that all those things were a lie. <laughs> okay, I got to start off this show by saying... Something very important. First of all, hold on. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me first tell you the tale. Now, this is a tale of betrayal, of sorrow, of backstabbing, of lies and deception. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You threw James? Yeah, I'm sorry. So I have a coworker, and I told this particular coworker a secret. One of my deep, dark secrets a while back, I told this coworker that uh, I didn't even know how it came up, but it did. And I'm sort of ashamed that I let myself give up some personal information about myself in the workplace. Because I like to keep myself sort of a uh, mysterious figure lurking in the shadows, you know. Once people find out how I really am, then it's all over. Once I have, uh, when I have that mysteriousness surrounding me, that's where you want to be. That's the sweet spot in life. Because you know why? You can get away with so much shit. People don't know anything about you. You can lie all day and all night, and nobody will ever know the difference. I, I can't make it to work. My, uh, my grandmother passed away. See, now if they knew me, they'd know my grandmother passed away years ago. But they don't know me. That's what you got to do, folks. You got you to really play it close to the vest. Once they know things about you, then... Uh, Are you saying that you can't be a lying piece of shit, James? Because everybody knows just your truths? Oh, God. Oh, when you put it that way. Anyway, so I gave a big piece of personal information away to one of my coworkers a while back. And I've regretted it ever since. And, of course, it's come to bite me in the ass. Somewhat. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what we were talking about. I have a shitty memory. It doesn't matter. But I told this coworker that I have a podcast. 
Oh, God. I never talk about, if you pay attention, if you follow along, I never talk about where I work or what I do for a living. Maybe I'll mention stories here and there about what happened during work, but never very specific. Specific. All right? Uh, I don't... <laughs> when I talk on this thing, a lot of dumb shit fucking pours out of my mouth, okay? Some of it, I'm not even aware I'm saying it until uh, it's too late. There's that editing, James. No, it's too late for that. Far too lazy for that. Uh, so some people that I work with, maybe it's not a good idea if they heard all this fucking nonsense. So in that respect, I failed because I let the cat out of the bag. Meow. And I told the coworker. Now, fucking year or two later, however long it's been, this coworker blew the fucking whistle and told another coworker about this podcast. Can you believe that? I will pause here so you can all uh, get a hold of yourselves. I know you're all shocked. Hold on. Okay, we're back. So yeah, another coworker found out. And this coworker told me via text message, hey, uh, I told this other person about your podcast and my fucking heart sunk. <laughs> because for one thing, I'm a, I'm kind of a fucking weirdo. And by kind of, I mean, I'm a full on fucking weirdo. And so when this other person was told about the podcast, I was a little worried about what they might think about me because, uh, the person at work isn't the same person that you hear on this podcast. Now, let me pause right there because it makes me think of something my wife and I were talking about the other day. She was telling me something about uh, where we're talking. I think we're at a restaurant and just like, oh, yeah, look at this guy, the, uh, the waiter. No, he's got to be all phony. He's got to be polite and uh, put on this whole act, right? Because his job is he wants a tip. So he's got to pretend. And he, of course, he wants to keep his job. He doesn't want people to complain. So he's got to put up this facade like he's our fucking servant. It's such a weird thing at a restaurant. This person that doesn't give a fuck about you, all they're there for, of course, is to make money and hopefully make extra money by doing a good job serving you. And it just reminds me of like the old Roman times where they bring you your, your fucking wine. Okay. Now leave us. <laughs> bring, my, bring me those grapes, servant, at once. It's really fucking weird. Like, do you need anything else? Can I help you get anything else? Would you like some more coffee? It's, it's just very bizarre. And it's, I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks about this kind of stuff? I, I doubt it. Uh, anyway, so she goes, my wife says, well, when are you ever yourself? Because when you're at work, it's a different version of you. When you're with your friends, it's a different version of you. You're never really yourself. And it got me thinking, like, hmm. And I, I think I told her, I was like, you know what? The time I'm closest to myself is probably when I'm doing the podcast. And then that was kind of alarming. <laughs> but it's true. This is, the, this is what I would like to be like all the time. But you can't. Could you imagine if I was a fucking creep like this and a weirdo and saying all this dumb shit to people I work with? To people at the grocery store? To family members? You can't let it all out there. And then I was thinking about it. I'm not really even fully myself on this show. There, I still am aware that people are listening. And some people are listening that I probably shouldn't say certain things. So yes, I'm also partly censoring myself on this fucking thing. 
when I let myself completely loose. I'm still holding back in some capacity. So when are you ever fully yourself? And the, the answer is probably never, right? Unless you uh, are one of those guys, what just happened there? Uh, my dad has a friend. No one likes this guy. Everybody fucking hates him. Across the board, everybody hates him. Even my dad doesn't care for him. <laughs> I'm like, why do you talk to him? Why do you hang out with him if you don't, if you don't really care for him? Well, I, I don't know. He's, he's fun to hang out with sometimes, but you just kind of you kind of get fed up with him after a while. It's like, yeah, I can see that. I get fed up with him right away. <laughs> and I thought about it, and the reason nobody likes this guy is because everything he's thinking just fucking falls right out of his mouth. He has zero filter. And uh, I have a very loose filter, but even I won't say some of the shit this guy says because even though I'm an asshole, I still have the heart of gold. I'm not going to say everything. I'll say some things people, well, most people wouldn't say, but I'm not going to go as far as this other guy goes. He'll just call you on everything. And people don't like that. People don't like being faced with the truth a lot of times. They want, they want everyone to dance around it, right? Nobody wants to hear the cold, hard truth slapped in their face. So uh, that's why people don't like him. Think about that. Oh, I don't like that person. Why? Because he tells the truth. <laughs> Oh, and believe me, I got my fair share of people that don't like me because I've said things that they didn't want to hear. Uh, anyway, I just, yeah, I thought that was an interesting question. When are you ever yourself? Uh, if you are, you know what? I kind of envy you. You're probably lying, but I'm, <laughs> I sort of envy you. If you are one of those people that are completely innocent uh, as far as you're not a piece of shit, you don't lie. <clears throat> you, uh, you're, you're just very truthful. You're always very genuine. You deeply, actually, genuinely care about people and their well-being. If you're like that, that's actually uh, that's something to be envied, I guess, on some level. If the thought never even occurred to you, what do you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? You can't fully be yourself. I am. Uh, at that point, are you like, uh, are, you, are you an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. Some questions don't have any answers. But uh, I just thought that was an interesting thing to think about. When are you, when are you, or even, when are you even, ever, truly yourself? Who fucking knows? I'll come close on this thing, though. I think I told a friend of mine that, uh, that it's like, you know, the Batman thing. When you're, wearing your, when you're wearing the mask, that's who you are. When you're Bruce Wayne, that's the mask. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is uh, my real face, for the most part. I'm still wearing like a, a Zorro mask, though. <laughs> I can't show it all to you. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jesus Christ. That was a whole fucking tangent. All right. Uh, <clears throat> what was I going on about? Oh, yeah. So this betrayal from my coworker. So this person told another coworker that I have a podcast, and uh, I was a little worried what this other person would think. Because, like, I just got done saying I'm a fucking weirdo, and uh, this is like, you know, the Wizard of Oz opening the curtain. Here I am. <laughs> So uh, I felt a little, uh, what's the word, uh, vulnerable having all my shit out there, right? Because uh, I know this guy, and I knew he would listen. What I didn't expect was the reaction. This fucking guy, I'm going to say his name, his name is Brian. I've mentioned him a couple times since then. Uh, he actually really fucking digs the show, to my surprise. And he's told me many times that he's a huge fan. Wow. 
Who saw that coming? I sure as hell didn't. But uh, that's a great surprise. Now, the question is, can I be mad at the original coworker for spilling the beans when it gained me uh, a closer relationship with my coworker and a new listener? Can I truly be mad at that person? The answer is yes. Fuck that person. They are still a lying piece of shit that betrayed my trust. When I asked that person to promise they would never tell anybody. But I'm not so mad about it because uh, it brought Brian and I closer together. Now, look, I got a confession to make. Like I said, Brian is a, uh, is a big supporter of mine, it turns out. And he is the only person nowadays that has actually begged me to record a show because he, he demands more. Now, it gets even worse, boys and girls. This motherfucker, he had a birthday that just came up. And you know what his one birthday wish to me was? Hey, dickhead, you have 16 days. My birthday wish for you is to do a new show before my birthday. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I can do that for you. I'm on it. And uh, I fucking blew it. (laughs) I had a lot of shit going on. I didn't have the time because I mentioned the wife and kids before. So, uh, you know, he's like, dude, I asked you one thing. I asked you one thing. Anyway, so I, I think I need to make it up to him. I know it's like three days too late at this point. But uh, I think because of your ongoing support, Brian, because of the raw passion that you have shown me, I think I need to give you something in return as, as a belated birthday present. I know that this podcast, being late, that's not good enough. What else could I do? I, I really did some soul searching. I sat alone on a pier, looked off into the ocean, and I thought, what the hell can I do for this guy that will cost me no money? And what I came, <laughs> what I came up with is I can give you the gift of song. That's right. I have dabbled in music. And so, Brian, my late birthday gift to you, in front of all the podcast listeners across the globe, I will show you my appreciation for your enthusiasm, love, and support by writing and performing your very own song for you. So I'll get my acoustic guitar, and then I will wow you with my musical ability. Now, I'm going to do something in like a bluesy style because you're angry and deep down I know you're hurting inside. So here we go. Brian, happy birthday, Brian. I'll leave you butthole crying when I'm through with you. Happy birthday, bitch. I hope your dreams came true. Let's pick it up a little bit, shall we? Brian! Happy birthday, Brian! I didn't find all crying when I'm through with you. Happy birthday, bitch! I hope your dreams came true! Oh! Happy birthday, motherfucker! Now, uh, maybe that's not as good enough as the the request that you had, but uh, I think it came damn near close, buddy. All right, let's start moving along. We're done with him now. We can move on to something more important. Okay. uh... (laughs) All right, so last I left you guys, I think I mentioned I was going to take my parents on a trip for Christmas. Uh, I already mentioned on the show or two ago. I don't remember. 
that for Christmas this, this year, I decided to give people experiences and not material gifts. Because I think, uh, for the most part, it's fucking hard getting people a gift. You know, you go, you start, like, what am I going to do for them? I don't, oh, are they going to like this? It's fucking dumb. Most of the time, you're probably just wasting your money. Oh my God, James, it's a thought that counts. Uh, I don't want to hear that shit. I decided to uh, have experience ads be my gift. And so, yeah, I took the family out on a trip. And so I'm like, yeah, I got I to gotta do something for my parents. And, then, and I decided I really do. I really need to do something for them because my dad hooked me up with a sick fucking present. The, uh, I told you I was about that, that, the power tool set, which was pretty sick. So I'm like, all right, I really got to do something now. Uh, so it just so happened that I was able to take the day off of work and I took them their very first time. Cause look, my parents are not very adventurous. They don't do anything. I told you before when I was growing up, we never went anywhere. I never fucking stepped on a plane until I paid for it myself. We never left out of the state unless we're going to, uh, it doesn't matter. We went to TJ. We went to Vegas. That's the only places we ever went. Besides that, we stayed in California. Ugh. Um, so, there's a whole long list of things my parents have never done. And one of them is wine tasting. Now, I know my mom likes wine. My dad, he's like, ah, he's, it's, you know, he'll have it, but he doesn't love it. But it's not about that when you go wine tasting. It's about the experience of being out there in the, in the country and uh, really just j- soaking up all of it. So I'm like, all right, I think they'll enjoy it. They'd never done it before. It'd be a nice little thing. So I wound up uh, hiring my sister to be our Uber. My sister is 24, and she's an angry little shit. (laughs) She is a big-time drunk and a stoner, and she's a wild, angry person. (laughs) Something was in the water when we were kids. I don't know what it was, but we all turned out... Full of uh, rage. Anyway, I said, hey, uh, would you be willing? Because she doesn't have no fucking job. She's, she stays up to 3 in the morning and uh, wakes up at 3 p.m. And so I go, hey, do you, are you available on uh, whatever date it was? She goes, let me check my schedule. Um, yes. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? You should probably double check just to make sure. Okay, hold on. Uh, yes, I'm available. I don't have shit planned. I was like, all right, thought so. Would you be interested in being my employee for the day? She said, it depends what I got to do. And I said, all you got to do is be a chauffeur. All you got to do is drive me, the wife, and our parents to Temecula, hang out with us the whole day, and drive us back home safe and sound. And she's like, um, okay. It's like, how much does it pay? And I said, uh, well, I don't know. How much do you think I should pay you? And she said some outrageous number. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? You're not doing anything. You have like zero experience or any skills. Like, you're not even qualified for this job. <laughs> so anyway, I gave her, I gave her, I think, a fair, a fair price. And that included uh, gas money. I bought her fucking lunch while we were out there. And she drove us. And she goes, oh, so. Um, and I said, oh, no, I said, but there's one catch, though. You can't drink anything. What the fuck? I go, yeah, you, your, your job is to be our DD. Just one won't do anything. I'm like, uh, look, dude. I need to get there and back safely. That's the whole point for you, for, for me hiring you. Like, you can't drink anything. You know, we got to make sure that we're good. We're straight. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> so uh, the whole thing was set up. My parents were, were uh, up for it. 
we go, we take the drive. It's a nice drive. My sister's driving, and you know. Jenny, Jenny, watch. Don't change lanes so fast. I know what I'm doing. I've been driving for a fucking year. (laughs) Anyway, so we get there. We get to the first winery. It's one of my favorites. We're in Temecula. And it's a real fancy looking place. It's got a great, beautiful view. Uh, It's kind of like, it's kind of a, I think it's what, a two or three story? Or it's kind of built on a hill. Uh, I don't know. And you can overlook beautiful rolling green hills. It's just really, really fucking nice. And the inside's pretty nice looking. The bar top is is all handmade wood by uh, some dude that has something to do with the place. He has some kind of pride in it, but it looks really fucking nice. Uh, Anyway, so we get up there. I order or I buy a, um, a wine tasting card for all four of us, which is kind of pricey. And my parents are like, you got to pay to wine taste? I'm like, yeah, I thought it was free. No. Oh, my God. No, no. What are we doing here? I'm like, <laughs> this is your Christmas present. I came to, to take you guys to have a n- nice time. So let's just uh, forget about it. Come on. So we go up to the bar, and then my mom's like, I'm, uh, the guy's like, yeah, what will it be? Now, this guy, when we got to Temecula before, most of the bartenders are pretty laid back and cool. Some of them are kind of fucking snobby. This guy was like one of these like a young, hunky, snobby types. But yeah, he was attractive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can tell he was a snob. So my mom goes up there and he's like, okay, what would you like? And she goes, um, this is our first time. So something on the sweeter side. Oh, okay, no problem. And he pours them their wine and she fucking hates it. <laughs> and she's making this face, right? This face like if you give a child fucking broccoli like eh, eh. just being so fucking oh man my mom is very dramatic just being very immature like uh, just you can just say you don't like it you don't have to make all these faces and shit I'm like oh no no and uh my dad tastes it and he's like mm, yeah i don't like this it's like all right well i mean that's the whole point you you're tasting everything you see what you really like and what you don't she fucking went through all their sweetest stuff and the guy's like this is our sweetest wine that we offer he pours it and she's like, no, no, that's still not good. Um, I like, uh, what's that one she said? I like Stella Rosa. You should have seen the face this guy made when she said that. <laughs> it looked like you just punched him in his fucking chin. He's like, uh. And then, of course, you followed up with some fucking snobby comment like, uh, you know, we don't, have, we don't serve Kool-Aid here or some shit like that. I was like, oh, my God. So uh, they finally found one wine in this place that they sort of could tolerate. But I wound up by finishing a couple of their... (laughs) Uh, If you've never been wine tasting, you get uh, six stamps on your card. And so, uh, and the cool bartenders, they'll give you a couple pours without stamping anything. Uh, Once you get to know, if like you're talking these people up and they're having a good time with you, they won't even look at your card for a while. Because we've been to... The first time we went, we went to this really cool place, some really great fucking bartenders. And man, I was just, you know, chatting the hell out of them. And we were there for hours with that one card with six stamps. And then they just kept, hey, you want to try this? Want to try that? Giving a shit that wasn't even on the fucking menu. It's really cool, man. If you just, if you're cool with these people and uh, you have a good rapport, they'll hook you up. Uh, Or if, you know, even if you tip them. But yeah, this guy was, he was not having that shit. He he is too snobby. Uh, So... 
Anyway, I was just like, God, this, this maybe was a, a mistake bringing them here. <laughs> My parents are not cultured at all. Not that I am, but they are zero cultured. You know, my dad's a fucking steak and potatoes, and he wants the steak well done, okay? That's the kind of guy we're dealing with here. Uh, so I was already like, oh, Jesus Christ, what have, what have I done? But they actually really enjoyed themselves. We went to a, a number of wineries, uh, just took them to a, a few different kind, all different styles, different environments, and they wound up digging it. They dug the experience they dug, uh, yeah, just like, oh, it was cool because they actually, some, my parents told me their words. Oh, yeah, it was nice going to the different wineries and seeing how different everyone does it, uh, the different attitudes, the different kinds, the different uh, uh, architecture, the different views outside. So fucking uh, mission accomplished. They actually did get to appreciate all of it on some level. Uh, they did like some of the wines in some of the other wineries. Um there was one aimed more towards the sweeter side, so they dug that one. And <laughs> at one of the wineries, I ordered my parents uh, some pizza. And my dad's like, oh, man, this is some great pizza. This is like one of the best pizzas I've ever had. And he kept fucking talking about the pizza. <laughs> like the next day, he called me up. He's like, hey, hey, thank you for, uh, for doing that for us. Uh, that was a good experience. Man, but I think the best part of the day was that pizza. <laughs> Took this fucking guy to Temecula. Uh, Expensive-ass trip, wine tasting, and the favorite thing was the pizza. Uh, but he uh, he actually really dug it. He got a buzz going. And when we're having the p- at that pizza place, or at the place that served pizza, it wasn't a pizza place. Um, they had these these cool chairs sitting outside, and you can look over in the horizon and see the sun setting. So it was just really, he fucking dug it. Really dug it. So it was just great that it actually was a success. When I first got there, I'm like, oh, no, this is just, this is just backfired in my face. Uh, but they had a blast. Since then, my fucking dad has called me like five times. He calls me every now and then. And every time he calls me, oh, you know what? I was thinking about wine tasting. Oh, you know, I, I like to go back there when uh, during the peak season when all the grapes are hanging and walk around and take a look at all that stuff. So he actually dug it and he's hooked and he wants to go back. Look at that. It's a Christmas miracle. So uh, actually, that night, dude, we fucking party with my parents all day. <laughs> the uh, My mom's like, she said that she had a, a free tickets to a show in Riverside where they live. And uh, there's going to be um, cover bands for Duran Duran. Uh, what that goddamn? The New Order and some other 80s band. Uh, oh, Morrissey. Is it Morrissey? What's the other band with him in it? Whatever the fuck it is. I'm not a big Morrissey guy, but they, uh, so we went. I was like, I don't care. It was like their day. So it's like this whole day is devoted to you. Does he want to do? We'll do that. Uh, we got to the show. My sister came with us and then I fucking buy her a beer uh, at this concert. And we got some pretty fucking good seats up in the balcony. It was all like free, free show for the whole city and first come, first serve, all that shit. The, the bottom area. It was a small theater, so the bottom was all uh, standing. So I go down and buy a, me and my sister a beer, get the wife a drink. We walk back up to the balcony. We're not even done with the beer, and my fucking sister's vanished. Like, hey, where'd she go? Uh, some, some, uh, one of her friends picked her up. I was like, what? She didn't say bye, that little shit. That's what, oh, man. But I'm not surprised. Fucking sneaks in, sneaks out. That's the way of the wolf. <laughs> That's the wolf cub. Uh, anyway, 
So I wound up getting fucking pretty toasted at that concert. And uh, the night ended, <laughs> get this, my uncle was staying the night at my parents' house and he was in the room next to us. And he was snoring ungodly level of snoring. I can't even imitate it. The fucking walls vibrate. And I can sleep through anything. I've slept through earthquakes. I've slept through, you name it. The wife wakes me up at 4.30. I'm hungover. She's like, let's go. I'm like, what? She's like, I can't sleep. This guy's snoring. It's too much. Let's go. She's like, listen to this. <laughs> I'm just like, I can feel my soul vibrating <laughs> with the level of snoring this guy does. Now, I've been to Manfest camping trips, and those guys snore. This guy has them all beat. All right? This is some, this is some fucking premium, platinum-style shit. It's... <laughs> He should probably be checked out by a doctor. It's uh, ungodly. But anyway, so that's how our our whole <laughs> Christmas trip ended. Sneak it out at 4.30 in the morning, driving home from Riverside. Oh, Jesus. But it was so fun. Uh, it was a very good time. I'm down to do it again. Uh, so anyway, moving on from there, man. I'll tell you what else I've been up to. The reason I didn't uh, fulfill my podcasting uh, wishes, birthday wishes is my son has had a lot of baseball shit going on recently. He had a tournament in Palm Springs that was like the whole weekend. And goddamn, was that fun. I didn't think it was going to be as fun as it was. Uh, these parents are pretty cool to hang out with. Uh, yeah, the, the tournament was Saturday and Sunday. We got out there Saturday. Some people stayed the night on Friday and fucking partied. Um, this guy got a pretty good deal in his hotel, so we all stayed in this. We, not all of us, but most of the team stayed in the same hotel. And uh, we get there Saturday, and the games were late. The games were at uh, 4 and then at 6. So by the time they were over, um, people were all fucking partied out from the night before. We didn't, we didn't do anything, though, because we showed up on Saturday. So it was kind of over early that night. But Sunday night, this was... Um, what was it, President's Day weekend or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King weekend. We get Monday off. So Sunday, we decided to stay again because everyone's like, oh, hey, if you're not staying, please stay tonight. You know, the kids want to go in the pool. The games will be over early enough. We can uh, hang out and have a good time. God damn, was it fun. And it happened to be the night of that, uh, what is it called? The uh, lunar bloodthirsty wolf moon, whatever the fuck you call it. And so we're all hanging out in the pool area. The kids are all swimming, having a blast. I look up and this guy, I didn't even know about it. This guy goes, oh, look at the lunar eclipse is happening. And I look up and, and uh, it looks like just clouds were happening. And I thought he was bullshitting. Like an hour later, I look up and more of the moon's covered. Because uh, there was a little bit of clouds in the sky at the time. I'm like, wait a minute, is there really uh, an eclipse happening tonight? I'm like, yeah, you never hear about it? No. It wound up being fucking sick. Out there in the desert, you can have a great view. But it was a blast. We had a big group of parents hanging out. All the kids were having a fucking shit ton of fun in the pool. Um... Had a lot of drinks. Here comes midnight, and uh, this guy, this black dude comes up, and he goes, hey, uh, you know, it's midnight. Uh, you guys got to go. This, the pool area has been closed since 11. You guys are still out here. And we're like, oh, is it, is it midnight? We knew. Just like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, let's, uh, we'll get out of here right now. So we get all the kids, get all our shit. We, just, we wind up going back to our rooms. Most of us are on the third floor of the hotel. And... Uh, Somehow everyone winds up in our room, me and the wife, and we're all just fucking hanging out, drinking it up. Dude, at this point, it's been a day of drinking. At the uh, at the tournament, 
I had a few drinks to the point where we were hanging out with some of the parents, and I was kind of I was watching the games for sure. They were very good games. My my son did extremely well. I was fucking proud of him. Uh, he uh, he pitched two games. He got a shit ton of hits. He fucking scored a home run. That's right. The only kid to do it. So beyond proud. They actually wound up winning all four games and winning the tournament. Uh, that's why we stayed the extra night and partied also just to celebrate because the kids did so fucking well. Um, all of them. Every one of them. But goddamn was I proud of my son. He did fucking top notch. Anyway, so, you know, we're kind of getting loose during the, the tournament. <laughs> there was one point where we all had a couple of drinks. We're sitting in this one section. Um, and I was listening to someone talking about something. I was still watching the game, but I'm not really focusing. And then uh, someone goes, hey, look, he's stealing. And then we look and there's bases loaded and there's a kid stealing home. And the catcher has the ball, but he's not, he's not going after the runner who is jogging home, like trying to be sneaky looking. And so the mom goes, tag him. And I, I look and I join in with the other parents. I'm like, tag him, get him, tag him. Don't you see him? <laughs> One of the coaches looks over at us and goes, dude, that was ball four. He's walking home. <laughs> He's being forced home. And then like all the people in the crowd are looking at us like, oh my God, you drunk morons. It was just fucking embarrassing. So yeah, they, they were like, you know, making fun of us at the end. It's like we're those parents. Uh, so anyway, we're just laughing in the room. And then at one point, this mom goes, she goes, hey, I got lemon bars. Do you guys want one? And then one of the other dudes, one of the dads goes, does it have banana in it? And we all start fucking laughing, man. I don't know if you had to be there, if it's like one of those drunk moments, but just it's a lemon bar. Do you want one? Does it got banana in it? Because I'm allergic to banana. We start fucking rolling. It's like that perfect drunk uh Stupid joke that one time where everyone loses their shit. That makes the neighbor come over to my fucking room. Our door is open and he fucking knocks even though our door is open because we're all laughing loudly. And he turns out to be some Russian dude. And he goes, hey, please, I've got kids next door. We're trying to sleep and you people here are making so much noise. How am I supposed to sleep? My kids, how are they supposed to sleep? You guys are here making lots of racket here. And I'm like... At first, I wanted to say, dude, fuck off. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're in a hotel. It's our kids' team. You know, like, we're we're supposed to be adults and be respectful. I just kind of lost myself. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, man. Yeah, we'll keep it down. And then he leaves. We start laughing more like a couple of fucking kids. <laughs> it was just a blast. So that was Martin Luther King. And then uh, we had a team party this last weekend and god damn was that fun uh I'll, I'll just make it a short so we we had a barbecue at a park nearby and uh there was a plan to have a kickball game the parents and coaches versus the kids right so we're playing and it's so fucking fun and uh, we're all all the parents have uh, had some beers in the fucking solo cups you know that goes and we're playing this game, and I start getting, like, little stomach pains. Because I already had the the, ta the tacos with the fucking, oh, my God, they made killer tacos. It was good. So I start getting stomach pains, like, uh-oh. This isn't cool, but I kind of, like, uh, ignored them. We played our game, had a blast. Uh, <laughs> actually, I wound up fucking, because you can peg kids instead of throwing them out at the base. You can peg them so they're out. And I went after my own son, and I fucking nailed them in the head, dude. 
And after that, the kids started playing dirty, trying to fucking nail us in the head. Uh, it was all my fault. But um, anyway, the game ends, and we wind up letting them win, of course. At this point, I'm like, oh, I got to take a shit. I tell my wife, I'm like, I got to shit. And she's like, well, just go. Go in the bathroom. I'm like, that bathroom is fucking gross. She's like, actually, I heard there's no toilet paper either. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm just going to go home. And then I'm about to leave. Okay, everyone gather around. We're going to give uh, the awards. We're going to uh, hand out this and that and, pre- and presentations to the parents. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So this stuff is kind of going on longer than uh, I need it to be because I got to go. And <laughs> they give the fathers some awards. They give the, the mothers awards. And the coaches make speeches and all this stuff. Take photos. And I'm like, oh. And as soon as I'm broken up, my wife goes, go, 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 go. I get in my truck and I drive away because I live really close to the park. And uh, I'm like getting the fucking fear where, uh uh-oh, I'm clenching. Now, look, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard many times when I've given you these shit stories. All right. When the fear strikes and I got to hit the fucking road and get to a bathroom immediately. Because in my job, I don't have the luxury of having a bathroom nearby. We're on the road all day going all over the place. A lot of times it's difficult to find a bathroom. So I'm used to this shit. I've always made it sometimes in the nick of fucking time. Sometimes I've been taking my pants down and been shooting, but I made it still. Still made it. Uh, I got to tell you something. This time is the first in my life. (laughs) I uh, didn't quite make it, boys and girls. Oh, my God. I'm driving home. I'm speeding. And you know that feeling. As soon as your asshole knows a toilet is nearby, it starts letting a little bit, uh, it starts getting a little lenient with the ability to clench yourself. I draw, I'm fucking pulling up to my house. I usually back into the driveway. There was no time for that. I just p- pull up in front of the driveway. I put it in park. As soon as I turn the key, the ignition off, I fucking can't hold it anymore. And a little fucking like fart comes out. But it was more than a fart. And I went, oh no. It's finally happened in my long, illustrious career of running to the toilet. It finally has happened. I don't think I've ever shit myself. I don't think I've ever really sharted. And here it went. A little came out. And I felt it. I felt it come out. And I just went, no, in my head. I get out of the truck. As soon as I close the truck door and start running around my driver's side tire, I fucking... (laughs) I lose the war, dude. It fucking... A big pile bursts out into my pants, everybody. Oh my God, the level of fear as I'm running up the driveway, a little more is coming out with each step. I felt like I was an old senior citizen man without the ability to control my bowels anymore. And I'm, a, a part of me was like, oh no, please don't let it be running down my pants. Like, uh, cause it's fucking watery, everybody. And I'm hoping you don't see anything. And I'm like, wait a minute, dickhead, you're wearing underwear. I don't have boxers. I wear boxer briefs, so they're pretty snug. So I'm like, hopefully this is containing this disaster. (laughs) I get into the bathroom. 
and unload the rest of my uh, my payload. Oh Jesus! And the whole all the while, what's sitting in front of me is uh is my own underwear, with uh, some of the payload sitting there staring at me. And boy, oh boy, is it a terrible fucking feeling. <laughs> Why do I talk about it now? Why? I have the ability to keep this information to myself and never speak of it to anybody. Why do I choose to unload this information to all of you? I'll tell you why. Because you like the attention, James? No, that's not why. Because these moments deserve to be talked about. Because it is fucking funny. It's funny when a grown man shits himself. Not when they're old and like senile. That's not funny. But it's funny when uh, they're 35 and just at a park playing kickball. (laughs) That's funny. It's traumatizing on some level, but it is funny. And, uh, you know, if, if this could give someone a laugh, then so be it. I'm not that much. I'm not that uptight. To me, it sounds like you're uh, pretty loose, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm 35. My, the first time I've ever shit my pants. Not take it back. I've sh- I just, now that I'm thinking about it, it just popped in my head. I shit my pants one time before when we had a family. I think it was also a barbecue. Oh, my God. I'm allergic to barbecues. We had a family get together at my at my par- at my my uh, my place when I was young, and both bathrooms were occupied, and I had nowhere to go, and I shit myself. I couldn't hold it no more. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm I'm sorry. I'm still in shock thinking about that incident. It just happened a few days ago, but uh. Goddamn. <laughs> Speaking of shitting, I must uh, I must give you a positive shit story now that <laughs> now that I've shared the worst my worst shit story now to date. Uh <laughs> I feel like uh, I work in a in an industrial center where I got to take the sign on that says no accidents in 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> now the sign says like no accidents in two days what's the new record oh god i gotta, I gotta start all over again uh okay so let me show let me share a positive shit story with you man man oh man i've had lots of shits throughout my life as all you have uh a lot of them have been very nice but you know i've yet to actually shit in the woods out of all the hiking and camping i've done i still have not done that I thought about it. I mean, it seems like it would be nice, but uh, I'm still nervous that somebody might see me. <laughs> but recently, I had I had maybe the next best thing to shitting in the woods. I'm not talking about shitting in a bathroom in the woods because those are always stinky and you got flies buzzing around you and, and you got that concrete building around you. It's, it's not the same. So let me tell you, maybe this will uh, will get me... This Maybe this is the baby or the gateway drug into shitting in the woods for me. One day, uh uh-oh. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size 
of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Because he thought it was good sport because some men aren't looking for the same logical, like money, to can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, it was uh, raining in Southern California. We had a week of rain. And I was working, driving around, and I had to suddenly shit. <laughs> Man, my whole life is, is revolving around shit stories, I think. I had to shit, and I'm like, oh, no, where do I go? And I happened to be driving by a construction site. And, of course, it's raining, so nobody's around. And I see a whole line of porta-potties. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I pull over. I walk into one of the porta-potties. It's sprinkling at this point. It's been raining like a bitch the whole day. At this point, it kind of let up a little bit. So I walked into the porta-potty, and... uh I get in there and it smells really nice in there. Like they just had it serviced. So it's all clean and fresh. And I'm sitting in there and you can see the vents on top of the porta potty. The door kind of has like a crack on the top of it. So you can see outside. You can hear the fucking rain dropping all around you. There's no smell in there and complete privacy. No one's around. It's probably the closest idea to heaven that I've ever experienced. It was quite lovely. It was a wonderful experience, dude. I sat there and just really soaked up the whole experience. It was just very, very settling and peaceful. Think about that, everybody. Close your eyes. Imagine sitting in a porta potty. Complete silence except for the, the sound of raindrops on that hard plastic. The crisp smell of rain and chemical they put inside the porta potty to clean it. That blue stuff. <laughs> You're looking up through those vents in the porta potty and you see the gray clouds drifting on by through the sky. Not a sound. Except for your shit hitting the water. Just really serene. Nothing quite like it. All right, let's start moving on. <laughs> uh, what else I got here? I got a whole bunch of random shit written down. Should we do something I... Yeah, let's go ahead and do a segment that I like to call Stranger Danger. All right, thank you, Jim Morrison. That was lovely. Stranger Danger is a segment in which I put a bunch of strange stories together. Mostly it's because uh, they're not really relatable, but I like to just combine them. But, uh, you know, it also shows you the stranger side of life by how fucking weird people can be sometimes. All right. There's two entries this time. Oh, boy. This is more uh, maybe creepy. I'll start with this one. This one's not so bad. All right. A 122-year-old woman uh, died recently. She was... She had the record of being the oldest in the world, apparently. And then after some digging, they realized she was only 99 years old, that fucking liar. Guess what she did? She took over her dead mother's identity. Ah! Why would someone do that? Unless she had something to hide. I don't understand how this happened. Was she, as the daughter 
Was she not, uh, does she have no, oh, wait a minute, now that I'm thinking. I'm going to say, who accounted for her? Or did she just assume both identities? I think she kept the old mother's identity to keep her checks coming in when she died. I think she died a long fucking time ago. <laughs> and she's just been collecting this, this money, not saying that her mother died, which is kind of cool. You get free money, and she got away with it. No one ever found out about it. The only way someone found out was because someone dug up afterwards. Wait a minute. She really wasn't 122 after all, that liar. And then it turns out it's the, it's the daughter, and she's just been collecting all this old woman's money all these years. But what? Does she also... Like, if she went to the store, did she use her own ID and say it was her? Does she never have to do anything as the mother? This whole thing confuses me. Did she just go to the DMV to renew her mother's ID and to take a photo of herself? I don't know. Did she ever have to fucking appear anywhere as her mother? Or did, did she just collect the money? I mean, at some point, you think the old woman would need to have a doctor's appointment or something to care, keep her insurance going? Was there no insurance? I don't fucking know. The whole thing's mind-boggling. Did she impersonate her mother and go to the doctor and get checked out? Wow, you know what? For a 122-year-old, you look a day over 99, lady. <laughs> Pretty fucking crazy. I got so many questions. I don't know. James, you could look up the story and see the details. Nah, I don't have time for that. Pretty strange. Wouldn't you say? All right, next up. No, oh, this one's even creepier. Uh, this woman was in a coma for 14 years. All right? Brain dead, apparently. Laying in a bed, 14 years. First of all, let me stop right there. Isn't that kind of weird as the, as the family continuing to keep that woman in the coma all those years. I mean, I can see having hope maybe a year. That's even a long time. At what point do you just pull the plug? Right? And just face the fact that this person is coming back. 14 fucking years! Here's when things get strange. <laughs> it turns out the, the woman in a coma, 14 years in, had a baby. <laughs> yeah. No one knew she was pregnant the whole time. Now, people might wonder, how can that be? Well, I mean, she's laying in a fucking bed for 14 years. No one's given her too close a watch, right? If her little tummy's growing with a baby inside of it, uh, would you notice? I don't fucking know. I mean, if she's laying in a bed... <laughs> hey, has someone been giving this lady some more IV than normal? She's getting kind of chubby. <laughs> I also know what you're thinking. What does her boyfriend have to say about this? Is he surprised that he's a father? There was no boyfriend, dummy. She was in a coma. It's safe to say she was raped by a hospital staff member, right? Some Kill Bill action. Remember that movie? The guy, uh, you'd, you'd pay this nurse and he'd give you some time alone with the chick. You can have your way with her. Oh, God. 
Ugh, but it, that isn't that a, a crazy thought? It's crazy that you're fucking totally brain dead, and your body's still good to go. You can still make a fucking baby. <laughs> oh Jesus! The oven still works. Uh, so last I heard, they did catch this fucking guy. They did a bunch of DNA tests on all the on all the hospital workers. Um, and they busted the guy. But Jesus Christ, how creepy is that? But on the on the positive side, if there is one, this family, although losing their daughter, you know, she's brain dead for the last 14 years, maybe it was a good thing because now they have a part of their daughter that will live on. Even though it's a rape baby, you know, they still get uh, a part of their daughter back. Raises a bunch of weird questions. Questions that I don't have answers to. But uh, I don't know. If it was you and your daughter was in a coma, you're never going to have her back. Suddenly she gets raped by some creep. <laughs> and there's a fucking baby all of a sudden. Are you happy about it? It's pretty fucking uh, disturbing on the, on the most horrible level of all time. At the same time, I don't know. Is it a miracle? Who fucking knows? I won't define the word miracle for you. But I think uh, after all, this, all these years of pain and suffering, it could be a positive twist on this whole thing. I don't know. Pretty fucking crazy though, huh? That's not a story you hear every day. Uh, is that all I got? Yeah. That concludes this edition of Stranger Danger. All right. And now I think it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy Dance. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. All right, fancy times are about it. I fancy that's a segment in which I talk about something nice and positive for a change. Oh, something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. This week's I fancy that is fundraising done right. That's right. My son, like I mentioned, is on a traveling baseball team. And there's always something to fucking be paid for. It's really annoying. This shit got very expensive very fast. They always need new uniforms, new fucking blah, blah, blah. There's tournament fees, all these other fees. Insurance fees. There's all kinds of shit that you got to be involved with. Anyway, so they have these fundraisers here and there. And who fucking likes asking people for money for fundraisers? It blows. I hate it. I feel like a dick every time I got to ask someone, Hey, would you like to fund? Help out my son's baseball team by buying this and that, by donating. It's fucking annoying. But recently, this is by far the best fundraising idea I've probably ever seen. Because not only, and yeah, you've heard of raffles and shit like that. Uh, that's cool. But now they have a Super Bowl Squares fundraiser. Now, this is a great fucking idea. This is a fantastic idea. Because not only are you asking people to help your kid with a fundraiser, but your fucking person you're asking has a potential to win upwards of and including $500. Yeah. Can you believe that? Now that's fundraising done right. So you're, you're 
chipping in, you know, that's 10 bucks a square, which kind of sounds pricey, but again, it's a fundraiser. Half the money goes to the winnings. Half the money goes to the team. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, someone I made a mention earlier. <clears throat> Shout out to Brian. He, he's always cool to volunteer to help out with the fundraising. So, not, you know what? I fancy you again, Brian. You slick son of a bitch. Look at you weaseling your way onto this podcast. You know, he wants to be a guest on the show. I keep saying it'll happen, but I'm always just lying to him. Can't keep his hopes up. You know, you know how you do it with the women. Keep lying to them so they keep staying loyal to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going to happen. You'll see. Uh, then we can hear this guy. Oh, you, you want to talk about rage? Oh, boy. Anyway, we'll get to that some other time. Uh, yeah, so Super Bowl squares, man. Not only are you contributing to my boys' baseball team, you're also gambling. And you're also, it makes watching the Super Bowl that much more fun. You know, you're looking at your numbers. You're paying close attention. You're hoping you're going to win. Let's say, this is not, it's probably not going to happen, but let's say that uh, they score, both teams score, those happen to be your numbers, and they don't score again for the rest of the game. You just won every quarter. You just won $500. And all you had to do was support my son's team by chipping in and buying a square or two. That's all. You know, everybody wins. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fundraiser that you can actually uh, be happy that you got involved with because, I mean, you know, you're probably not going to win, but, and I, I bought a few squares. So uh, it just makes it more fun. It's all around. It's, uh, it's all good. Everybody wins, even if you don't. And I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fucking moment in here. We. Oh, yeah! The fuck you moment is something negative. Because I always have to end every show on a negative note. Of course, you know me. <laughs> and even if you don't, now you do. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! All right. Oh, boy. The fuck you moment this week. <laughs> oh, I got two. Maybe three. And uh makes me very angry. So, speaking of the fantasy football shit. Fuck! You to assholes that don't pay up in bets. It's kind of similar. Or fantasy football buy-ins. Yeah. These are my friends I'm talking about. So-called friends. Who needs enemies when you got friends like these? Am I right? Am I right? Come on, capiche? Let me tell you this. I had a bet with these two fucks, Lido and Peterson. All right, we did a podcast together. We all made a bet, a Deadpool bet. We all came up with our lists. We checked them twice. Uh, we all had our picks for the Deadpool of 2018. Now, I wound up winning this Deadpool. I had the most dead celebrities on my list. It was 20 bucks each. Do you think these motherfuckers have paid me? No. Have I made several attempts to get my money from my winnings? Yes. Has that still persuaded them assholes to do the right thing and pay on their bet? No! 
Do they deserve to be said fuck you to? Yes. Hey, Peterson and Lido. Fuck you! I demand my winnings, you motherfuckers. I won fair and square. All my, my picks were better than yours. Okay? I deserve to be paid. It was fair and square. And yet, no winnings. You know what? People like this really, really bother me. I don't understand how they work. Me? I'm like the Lannister from Game of Thrones. A Lannister always pays his debts. That's right. I feel like an asshole if I owe somebody money. I try to pay as soon as possible so that everything's fucking square, my conscience is clear, and they are happy, you know? Knowing I'm a stand-up guy and I, all is right in the world. I don't like owing anyone anything. I don't like the feeling of owing anyone anything. I like to know everything's square. Yet, there are some assholes like this that can perfectly go through life and uh, comfortably live <laughs> knowing they have done a friend, mind you, dirty. That's right. I, 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 I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's simple. A few clicks of your fucking phone. Sign into your bank. 20 bucks to the awesome guy named James. It's over. How hard is this? Fucking terrible. Uh, even when it came to the fantasy football, I have to track some of these motherfuckers down. You know that? I got to track people down. Hey, where's the buy-in? Can you send me the money? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I had, I had one guy not pay me until the fucking season was dope. Long gone and over. Done. Oh, yeah, here's that money. Gee, thanks, dickhead. <laughs> oh, God. No, I take it back. It was, uh, it was close to the fantasy being over. I paid everybody immediately. All their winnings. Actually, uh, Mr. Brian. Man, look at you coming up on this podcast once again. He actually won third place and got his money back. And I handed him that 20, the crisp, clean 20, immediately when I saw him at work. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand people that do this shit. It's not cute, fellas. All right. I know it's a dumb bet, but if you would have won, it would have been, the money would have been yours. Fucking January 1st. No later than 11.59 PM. That's right. You know why? Because I stand by my shit. If I make a bet, I honor it. Fucking scumbags. What kind of people do I hang out with? You know, that being said, I think I'm really going to clean house. I'm going to go, I'm going to take a long look at my friends. You know, I've done this already in the past. I know I'm fucking around and, and being an asshole, but I really have done this. I've taken a long look at who I hung out with and just fucking cleaned house and just said, nope, that person's gone. This person's gone. That person's gone. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And uh, my life has been a lot easier since then. <laughs> so yeah, assholes that don't pay up for bets. Or even if you, know, if you get some gambling going on and you got to track people down. What, the, what is that shit? Are we not adults at this point? 
I mean, I know some of us shit our pants occasionally, but are we not adults that have the ability to pay? You not pay your fucking bills? If not paying your old pal James from losing a bet would affect your credit score? I bet, I bet you'd pay then, fucking prick. <laughs> There's still time, Peterson and Lito. If you hear this, I would like my winnings with an extra... An extra little percentage with interest for my troubles, all right? For my hardship. There's still time to save yourself. I'll be waiting. I'm going to check my, my bank account daily after this episode's posted, okay? I know you're listening. Don't try to fucking lie to me. Next up, on the fuck you. Oh, boy. First of all, fuck you to Trump for shutting down the government. That's short and sweet. But, uh, you know, there are some consequences to this whole thing. First of all, my cousin in the Coast Guard didn't get paid. Oh, yeah, James, he'll get back paid. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but still, it's annoying. That's fucked up. But what I want to say, fuck my cousin. You know, he'll get his money. What's more fucked up is that uh, when the government shut down, the national parks had no workers tending to the national parks. So what happened? These animals fucking destroyed a lot of the bathrooms and uh, recreation areas, the camping areas. I've heard Yosemite, the toilets got completely fucking demolished. Just shit all over the floors and walls and paper all over the place and fucking gross, dude. People started shitting outside, shitting in the fucking ground. It's like, come on. You know, you wouldn't think so, but it's still true, man. Once law and order goes away, people do resort to uh, their fucking animal tendencies. Lord of the Flies. All hell breaks loose. Could you imagine if all the cops just went on strike? How fucking crazy things would get. I thought better than, you know, I thought people were better than this, but no. It gets worse. Joshua Tree National Park. I've been there fucking beautiful not anymore <laughs> no i guess i'm being dramatic i'm sure it's still beautiful but some assholes took it upon themselves to make hey these beautiful trees are in my way i better run them over and make my own trail yeah dude people got in their off-road vehicles and ran over joshua trees can you fucking believe that not to mention threw their trash and garbage all over the place who fucking who who are these people? Who are these people? I don't fucking get it. Has nobody heard? You know, leave it the way you came? The way you found it? Fucking take all your shit with you. If there's no trash cans or if they're filled, be a decent fucking person. Respect the goddamn land. You're there. It's just very ironic. You were there because these lands are protected for the enjoyment of, of your, your fellow countrymen. They're, they're there for you and your fucking children, your children's children to appreciate. Like, hey, we're going to protect these lands so you can appreciate the beauty. And what do you do, you pieces of shit? Well, no one's working here. Who's going to collect my fucking Twinkie wrappers? I don't fucking care. 
You want to shut down the government? Well, here's what you got to do with. I'm going to throw it on the floor. That'll teach you. You piece of fucking shit. Put it in a trash bag. Pack up all your shit and take it with you. Dump it in the nearest dumpster you can find. How about that? Oh, my God. I don't, I don't understand what the person that uh, decided to drive over fucking protected trees was thinking. I don't fucking get it. That's a special individual, everybody. Oh, God. This is one of those things that, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a lover of national parks, I've been to a bunch of them. I, I don't believe, when I go camping and hiking, I make sure I pick up all the shit. I, I take it, fuck, I dump it. I make sure the camp, I walk around the campgrounds afterwards and, and pick up all our trash, even shit that other people left. Because I don't, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't break shit. Knock trees over. It's fucking horseshit, man. Ah, oh, it's infuriating. Yeah, this one, this one hits close to home. So just seeing how people have become animals and. Ugh. And, uh, and you know, there is a, an upside. There were some people that were voluntarily showing up and picking up trash and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, but uh, un unbelievable. There's no words. I can't. I can't believe it. Actually, there are two words, <clears throat> and I will end it with <laughs> all of you. I just talked about destroying our national parks. You know, just because when the cat's away. Oh God! To all of you, a uh, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's gonna do it. It's another show in the books. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Thanks for your ongoing support. I'm going to end the show with a, uh, a little story. So my wife and I were headed to that Nine Inch Nails concert last month. We were getting off the freeway in L.A. And as we're circling around to get onto Sunset or Hollywood or whatever the hell goddamn boulevard it was, she says casually, I hope we don't get... I hope there was no kind of like weird shooting tonight during the show. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you even say that? He's like, well, you know, because concerts are getting shot up here and there. So I hope there's no like weird attack. And I was like, hmm. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we uh, are going to be totally fine. And she's like, why? And I said, because we're going to a Nine Inch Nails show. The crowd's going to be full of angry people that really love this band. <laughs> All the weirdos come out to support this music. Actually, we're probably in the safest concert of all time. No one's going to attack in this show, for sure. They attack the other shows. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, so uh, it's safe to say that nothing happened that night, and we lived to uh, fight another day. All right, so in honor of that night, I'm going to play you a song that was from that set. And uh, at one of the rowdiest points, when all the big drunken people were sweating all over me and I was breathing in their hot air in that pit, um, this is one of those songs that got everyone pretty pumped and got the crowd really moving. And by moving, I mean uh, having them <laughs> forcibly press my dick against everyone's ass that was in front of me. All right, here's a nice little number by Nine Inch Nails entitled March of the Pigs.
And as always, I end every show by giving some fantastic advice, and that's simply, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later.